go. Hashtag relationship goals. Who's ready for week two? Yeah, let's go. How many of you were here last week for week one of relationship goals? Come How on. many of you, if you're married, your marriage is perfect now, right? JK, Done. JK. I don't need to come anymore. Listen, I enjoy that bumper. How many of you are toilet paper over the top type of people? Like it's got to hang over. Right exactly. Yeah, we call it the right way. Yes, all the rest of you will Why are you saying exactly? Your uh, way is hey, not the no, no, one no. on there at all. No, no, you no. Don't even put one Let on me tell you. No, you're What are you saying exactly for? Jesus. Jesus, let's pray. <laughs> Lord, help Diana to figure out how to put a roll back on there. It takes second. You take 6 seconds, Lord. Oh, she can man. do it. I know she can, Lord. Oh, I speak that in the name of Jesus. Amen. We prayed. Praise him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you going to say, do you I totally thought that I put it on that you, way. You don't I even put it you on. Were the you one don't who even just put said it, on. it No, you use way more toilet paper than I do. All right, fine, whatever. Okay, apparently I need to learn how to put the toilet paper on. I'll work on it. What does it matter if you just I will put work it on? on it today. You I'm can sorry. put it over, okay. under. I apologize. Just put it on. I apologize in front of everyone. <laughs> we didn't even, she didn't even know that was a thing until just right now in here with you guys. Now we know, and now Amazing I'm in, now I'm in trouble later. <laughs> Anyways, we're in week two of relationship goals. Was that, was that in the goals. notes? No. Can I ask I just saw question? it and I thought. Can I ask a question? I won't even go on the snooze button because I know that's me. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> How many of you guys, there, there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. You guys already know that, obviously. No, a but wise man once told me. There's multiple ways to do a thing. Okay, There's cool. more than one but way to do things. But there's some things that there is one way to do. Like, for example, the toothpaste. How many of you guys are, you do it the right way. You squeeze it from the back and you work it up that way. How many of you guys are that way? That's the right way. You, where do you squeeze it? You, you okay, listen. I've heard you I use. Gonna you in, I wasn't going to throw you in the bus, but now you're doing you, it to yourself. He actually uses this when we do pre-marriage coaching. He talks about that being a thing, and I'm, he always calls me the middle, middle tube squeezer. But I feel like because I'm conscious of that now, 15 years of marriage, I do try Yeah, now. you do great. You're, okay. you're better. We actually I've learned. Did, so it didn't work for a long time. She, I've she learned the right way to do it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> at, at one point, I was like, hey, listen, we gotta, I'm going to make, like, it's not, marriage is not that hard. Like, you've got to learn, like, secret. Hold life. on. Time out. It's hard. Marriage okay, is hard. Marriage is hard, but, like, there's hacks. Like, there's, there's, like, hacks. And so if you, here's what I would suggest to you. If, you. if your spouse can't figure it out, which it took one of us a long time to figure out the squeeze between the middle and the end thing. Just buy two separate things of toothpaste. That is yeah. like there, that's you can get Crest. You can get Crest with Scope at the Dollar Tree. I mean, come on, if you're on a budget, it just makes go sense. Go to Dollar Tree. It just makes sense. Okay, All right, I just now back to my introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Diana, you so much. intro. Go ahead. Thank you so much for allowing me to speak with you two weeks in a row. Yes, I, I know it was a lot of work for you. It was, but I would like to honor you because you do it every week, and and it's hard. But but I'm thankful to I do this. I appreciate that because so. you look at me sometimes like. You can do better. That's yeah. sometimes, I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. She now I know. I'm now kidding. Know. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Anyways, last week we talked to you about relationship goals and how people are like, hashtag relationship goals, I want that. And we showed you some pictures where it's like, oh, that, yes, like Kevin and Sophie, this is us. Yes, I want that, you know. Or like the kissing in the rain picture. Like no one really wants to kiss in the rain. It took them like 100 takes. Nobody. And like they probably got their kid to like, you know, like who took the picture? Like, you know, they didn't put their iPhone. So. We, we established last week that we don't really want that because we don't really even know what that is. But I was um, <coughs> looking up the hashtag relationship goals, and it is used over 14 million times. Over 14 million times on Instagram. That doesn't even count. Did you guys, how many of you are like, you put a hashtag, but you put an emoji with it? Anybody? Okay, they've got hashtag relationship goals. Hashtag, you mess it all up, there. girl. Hashtag relationship goals with a kissy face. Hashtag relationship goals with a heart. You know, like, so, like, if you add all of them, there's way more than 14 million. But 14 million just 
classic hashtag relationship goals. Um, but we know that uh, most of those pictures, and we say we want that relationship goals, we don't really even know what that is. So um, we all want to have some real goals. But speaking of social media, I found some other ones that maybe are like hashtag not relationship goals. Can't wait. So number one, some memes you might enjoy. Here's the first one. Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by your own taste in men. <laughs> Anyone? I'm going to guess that she dated like an Italian mafia mob leader, yeah. maybe. She looks like she's been <laughs> victimized by her own taste yeah. for sure. Yeah. Guilty. Kind of looks like one of our old neighbors, I feel like. Reminds me of someone. I won't mention It's not her, though. Specific. It's not her. Because she watches on social. It's a him. It was a him. Oh. He watches on Facebook. Okay. So we can't. It's not, it's not them. Okay. Uh, next. Number two. Here's the next one. I know you resonate with this somebody. When you have to stop your best friend from getting into a wrong relationship. Mm, I know Come that's on. right. Listen, that's single, right. some of you in here are single, ready to mingle. We kind of put you in two categories last week. Single, ready to mingle, and till death do us part. So maybe you're like, I'm, I'm in between, but you can kind of decide where you're at. But listen, if you're single and ready to mingle, you are either the one in the box or you're the one on top of the box, and yeah. you know who you are, okay? You know who you are. If you're single and you're dating, you need to get you a friend who is not scared to put you in a box and stand on top yeah, of it. Yeah, okay? I saw some of you guys. Get just, you some accountability. Some of you guys just grab your phone and you're you're on Amazon buying that box, right? They're like, where do you get a box? Like, I need a five foot eight box. Where do I get a five foot eight box? Yeah, they're on there. They're, Amazon has everything, don't they? Yes. I Wouldn't think. that have been awesome when we were younger if they had Amazon? Yeah, or cell phones. Like. Yeah, we didn't have that. We yeah. could have emojied each other. Yeah, that's not code either. Okay. All right, last one. That's what we're going to start calling track. it, Jessica. We're going to start, e start emojiing each other. <laughs> All <laughs> right, last one, okay? Um, you're only one bad relationship away from having 30 cats, okay? So listen, listen, two cats, no problem, maybe, maybe even five. We're not so much cat people, so one cat is way too many for us. But you're, never, you're, you're only one bad relationship away from having 30 cats. So if you have 29 cats, get a box, okay, and get a friend who will stand on your box, all right? So what, who you spend your time with matters. Bad company corrupts good character is what the Bible says. And so not all relationships are necessarily good, but we want them to be. Yeah, Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, the Bible says this. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. You guys remember last week in the book of Genesis, um, God had created all the things, all, all, hashtag all the things. And he said, that's good, made that, that's good, made that, that's good, made that's good. And then he made a man, and he's like, yo, that's not good. He needs, a, he needs a helper. So in verse 21, the Bible says this. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. Come on, guys, amen. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of, his, uh, one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. And he said, at last, Shade. Hashtag, hey, girl, hey, 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 hey. And he's like, yo, she looks fine. Then he said this, and he started dropping poetry. This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. I don't know if that would work on you, but I'd try it. She will be called, whoa, man. He's like, whoa, man, because she has been taken from the man. Verse 24, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. And my very favorite verse in the Old Testament, now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Come on, somebody. I want to bring back Eden. Uh, next, next year, we're going to call the series called Bring Back Eden. Sounds good. Naked, hashtag naked all the time, hashtag. Please wait till your kids move out of the house, okay? <laughs> yeah, if they're there, that's awkward. Awkward. <laughs> I wouldn't know from experience, but it's just awkward. Hey, 
it's, it's completely normal for you to want to be in a relationship. The Bible tells us this, and you, you, you should want to be. I mean, that's the God, God designed it. He created it. And so the Bible, we learned this last week. What you need is a completely Christ-centered relationship. That's what you need. And a lot of times we confuse what we want with what we need. But what you definitely need is a completely Christ-centered relationship. When you are Christ-centered, it influences your values and your beliefs and your actions and your decisions and your influence and your impact. All those things reflect. So if you can get Christ at the center, it will change your values and beliefs. Then it will change your actions and decisions. And it'll, then it will change your influence and impact. And the thing that God made all of us do is to go out and make a difference. But you'll never make a difference if you don't have It starts with the center. Like it starts with a deep down inner core of who you are. We learned last week this. Jesus should be your number one. And your spouse should be your number two. Some of you guys are like, I got to get married because I'm not completed. I'm not completed. <laughs> you want Jesus completes you. Yeah. You don't know, We don't need no Jerry Maguire. You complete me. We don't need that. You know, if that was just a movie. You don't want that. And some of you guys are like, I love that movie. Jesus should be your number one and your spouse should be your number two. Dinah said to you guys last week, I'm her number two boo. Jesus is her number one and I'm her number two. She's my number one. With the lemonade, hold the pickles. You know what I'm saying? She is my number one. She should be number one. Your spouse should be number two. And then lastly, you don't need another person to complete you. Last time we checked, one is a whole number. You don't need anybody to complete you. The only person that you need is J-E-S-U-S, yes. Yes, that's what I was yeah, saying. Yes. Song, gotta, yes. When you say J-E-S, yes, you're going to say yes. All right, so last week we talked about that, about having a Christ-centered relationship. Today we want to talk about fighting for your marriage, okay? So this is going to be like marriage fight club. Fight all right? club, let's like, go. Let's go. It's my like, kind of church. Yeah, like I've never done jujitsu, but Jess and Eloy have been trying jujitsu, and she yes. told me this week that she went with them, and like she flipped Eloy on the map. So like on the mat, not map, on the mat. Yes, she flipped him, okay? Like we are ready to do some body flipping, fighting, for our marriage today. And some of you are I'm like, down. yeah, let's go. I bet I got a good fight in me. I'm going home right now. He's waiting for me. He better be ready. She better be ready. Listen. It's going down. Back down, okay? I'm not talking about fighting against your spouse, okay? Believe it or not, your spouse is not actually your enemy. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil, Satan, Diablo, the father of lies, the destroyer of marriages. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It makes me think like, okay, like we're in the boxing ring, like Satan's over here, they're announcing him like, yeah. And then they're like, and in this corner, Diana Beecham coming for you, out of the gym for Let's a while, go. but needs to get <laughs> back in. But she's still got some fight in her, and she's fighting for her marriage. Like Satan is in the other corner ready ready to fight me, but he ain't getting you because, man, you are just so good, right? Oh, thanks. <laughs> anyway, so we're not fighting against our spouse. We're fighting against Satan because whatever God blesses, the devil curses. Yeah. Whatever God loves, the devil attacks, and God loves you, and he loves your marriage. And so Satan would love nothing more but to destroy it. Man, the enemy's out to get you. Right, last night right before, right before I got in bed, I was like, man, I hate Satan. Like, Diablo, as you called him. I didn't know you habla espanol. Diablo. Yeah, Diablo. you have to say it like that. Yeah. Di Diablo. Diablo. It's just, you got to. Do you roll L's or you just roll R's? I don't know. I'm not Hispanic. <laughs> Clearly me either. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did good. You did, I'm, I'm proud of you for adding that in there. You've been hanging out with a lot of Spanish ladies, haven't you? <laughs> this church is full of them. Man, we're getting, oh, we need more guys in this church. There's way too many Latin influential women up in here. So um, that's not even in my notes. That's just extra. Hey. The, I, I was, the enemy hates you. 
He hates me. He hates your marriage. I let, someone needs to take a picture of that, write that down. Whatever God blesses, the devil curses. And whatever God loves, the devil attacks. That's important. Like, you need to know that. You need to know that when you're going through life, if you're doing something that God wants you to do, then the enemy hates that. And if you're, if you're giving and you're serving and you're being faithful, you're doing the right thing, the enemy is coming after you. He's put a target on your back and he's like, you're going to go down. He's going to put a target on you. We want to give you some tools and some things that will help you get ready to fight the enemy. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, put on all of God's armor. Put on, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies or the schemes of the devil. you got to get ready for the fight. If you don't get ready for the fight, you're going to get your bottom kicked. But if you get ready, you actually have a chance at actually standing firm against the, the devil like he talks about. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood. My enemy is not Diana. My enemy is not any of you guys out here. My enemy is the devil. The Bible says that we're fighting against, not against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world. If things are going chaotic in your life, that is not God. Write that down. Take a picture of it in your mind. Like, if things are going bad in your life, that's the enemy out to attack you. Or maybe it's you doing the wrong thing. The Bible says that the enemy is a roaring lion seeking whom he can tear apart like Dinah mentioned just a moment ago. And you got to get ready for it. Imagine this. Imagine you're at home today and you knew somebody was going to come and take your family out. You wouldn't just go and lock the door, leave the lights on, get in bed, cross your legs, be like, yo, they're coming to kill us, it's over. You wouldn't do that. You would get ready. You would get ready. You'd go get your, you'd get your gun, or maybe if you're not, maybe if you're not, you don't have a gun, maybe you'd go get your, your broom, or maybe if you're a Hispanic lady, you've got bat. a baseball bat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to mess. Like, I would take my chance with a regular person and a gun over a Hispanic lady with a baseball bat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you don't, you know, like, I, you get a hot pan of grits, you know? Like, I don't know who we're over out of here today. Like, some, some boiling water. Yeah, <laughs> Medea, you got to get that boiling hot water and pull it on them. You know, I love Medea. We got to bring... We got, some of you guys are like, yeah, that's what I do. You know, like, you would get ready. You would get ready. You wouldn't say, oh, I guess we're going to die. You wouldn't text your friends, hey, I'm going to die. You would go out and get the best security system you could get. You'd go get a, a weapon. You'd get your kids and your family, depending on how well they're behaving, all in the same exact room. And you'd get yourself kind of fortified in the room. Last night, I, 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 my dad taught me to go and make sure all the doors were locked in the house. So I went around the house last night. I went to go lock all the doors. I went to go lock the back sliding glass door. It was open by like five inches. My kids don't care. No wonder why my power bill's up. You know what I'm saying? That's why people say, yo, mess around, run up my power bill. My kids leave, but I, my kids are this, that, that's the reason why our power bills are. Our kids leave doors. And one day we came home, front door, we were gone for like three or four hours, front door wide open. Like Amazon's like, I appreciate it. They just tossed the stuff inside the door, you know. <laughs> like save me a knock, you know, like all the people like us, UPS. Listen, you would get ready for that. If the enemy was out to get you, if there was someone out coming to kill you, like, you would prepare yourself for that. What I want to encourage you with today, that you've got to prepare yourself in your marriage because the enemy is out to get you. He's looking for marriage to devour. He's looking for families to destroy. If he can destroy you, he can destroy your future generation. Diane and I say this all the time. We heard T.D. Jake's daughter say this. She said this. We have to break the chains now so that the next generation doesn't have to. we got to break the chains. We have to, we have to fight for our marriage. We have to fight for our families because the enemy is not waiting, by the way, the enemy is not waiting for you to get ready for, you, for him to attack you. He's come to get you while you have everything exposed. He wants to come after you because the devil often attacks with distractions and seductions. The devil often attacks with distractions and seductions. For Eve, he used some fruit. 
I mean, and the guy walked up, doo -doo 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 -doo, and he ate the fruit. She was naked. Of course he ate the fruit. Why wouldn't he, you know? He was trying to get that fruit, so he ate that fruit. She's like, if you don't. Yeah, yeah, that fruit led to the other fruit. The Bible used, says that Judas <laughs> used money. <laughs> that was good. Judas, that's just real talk. So this, this is helping somebody. Judas, he, this, the enemy used money. He used money. He's like, hey, yo, you, you, I, I know there's a little bit of greed in there. Let me go ahead and expose that greed a little bit. Would you sell Jesus out for some, for some coins, for some silver? And for King David, he used another woman. She was on the, on the top of the roof. She was, and, and he saw her. He's like, yo. And, and the enemy used, the enemy used a, a woman to bring, down, to bring down King David. I will say this. He said that he's looking for marriages to devour. But if he can devour you before you ever get married or before you ever get into yeah. a relationship, he'll do that too. Don't yeah. just think you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm not married yet. Like he is out to get you. He does not want the center of your circle to be Jesus. That's good. If the center of your circle is you and do you boo and go do this. And then one day when I get married, I'll flip the switch and I'll be a good wife and I'll put my kids in church and we'll, we'll all go to church and we'll all serve and we'll be happy. It doesn't work like yeah. that. If you want a Christ centered marriage and a Christ centered relationship in the future, then you got to build that on a Christ centered yeah, so life that's good. today was one of the things that we told you guys last week. So, um, in Song of Solomon, you can't do like a relationship series without mentioning the Song yeah, of Solomon. It's, a great it's book, like the love, opinion. the love book, like the love doctor book. So if you if you want some men, if you want some on like how to compliment your woman, like there's some great, great complimenting things that he says to his his wife. There he says things like, "Your hair is as soft as the goats." He says, "Your teeth, your teeth are as white as the freshly washed sheep." Like, I mean, if that don't get her in the mood, then I don't know what will. You know what I'm saying? Some of you guys are going to go home tonight and you're like, yo, let's read Song of Solomon tonight <laughs> before we go to bed. <laughs> That's like the only time you want to read the Bible is when you like Song of Solomon. Come on, guys. We can do better than that. <laughs> <clears throat> um, anyways, I was looking up and I have a study Bible and I was kind of looking at Song of Solomon. Some people call it Song of Songs to kind of see the purpose of it and get some context for the whole book. Um, and it said this, the purpose of the book is to tell of the love between a bride and a groom. So I thought, okay, check one. We're talking about relationships. And to affirm the sanctity of marriage, check two, we believe in marriage. We believe that marriage is, is a holy thing that God has ordained, and so we believe in that. And then number three, the, the purpose of this book is to show us a picture of God's love for his people. Marriage is a picture of Jesus and the church coming together into a relationship. And so I don't know if you guys have ever read Acts and Ephesians, but man, Jesus loves the church yeah. like crazy love. Crazy, crazy, lots of love, and that's how we are supposed to love our husbands and our wives. Um, so back to Song of Solomon. In, in chapter 2, verse 15, him and his, and his wife are just whispering sweet nothings into each other's ears. And he says Shade. this. He kind of gets into a serious mode, and he says, Now listen, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. Basically what he's saying is there's going to be things that are going to come in and try to ruin with this awesome thing we got going, baby, but we got to catch those little foxes, okay? He's probably whispering to him, maybe in a deep voice. But here's what that means. The little foxes, if they came in and they would eat the blossoms, then the grapes would never grow and they would never have a harvest. And so what he's saying is that we got to catch the little things that try to come in. You talk about low-lying fruit. Like sometimes I think Satan's like, oh, that one's so easy. You're giving me that. And he comes in and snatches it up, and then it destroys like a whole week of your life with your husband or wife or, or whatever it is, it destroys a whole, it takes, Satan can take away so many moments, he can steal so much joy just because we leave little things and we don't, we don't, maybe for me, if I don't get in my word and I'm not praying, like 
I like Satan's like, oh, she is prime target today. She ain't got no backup. So he'll come in and just take that low-lying fruit. But man, we got to get the little foxes that come in to destroy our marriage. We're going to share with you what some of that might look like. But the devil knows where you're vulnerable. He knows what areas in your marriage are vulnerable. And he is not a wuss. He will come right after him and try to steal it. Yeah, not, I think you guys know this, and we've said this every last week and this week, but like this, isn't, this is for everyone in here today. The enemy is coming after you. Wherever it is that you're vulnerable, he's going to go after that. That's just what he's going to do. And so if you're single or you're married, if you're in here, he, the, the, God is for humanity, and the devil is out to tear down humanity. That's anything he can do to tear down what God's ordained. Dinah said that. Whatever God ordains, the enemy's coming after to kind of tear apart, and he wants to destroy it. Hey, no, no one ever says this. Man, I want to buy really expensive things, and I want to drown in debt, and then I want to fight about money. No one's ever said that before. But you know what happens? It happens. No one ever said, you know what, I want to I dabble a little bit in, in porn and then get addicted, and then have uncontrollable lust, and then have no real intimacy in my marriage. But you know what happens? That happens. No one ever says, you know, I want to start lying a little bit in my marriage, and I want to I lie a little bit like a medium lie, and then I want to have large lies, and, and then I want to be deceitful, and, and I want to crush the one that I love. No one ever says that. No, no one ever. But you know what happens? That happens. No one says, I want to get busy with my work, and, and then I want to get, you know, you know, get busy with my chores, and I want to be overwhelmed with all the things I have going on. I want to maximize my schedule, and then I want to get really, really busy, and I want to drift away from my wife. No one ever says that. But you know what happens? All those things happen. They, they're no respecter of, of persons. Those things will come after you because the enemy will send you the things that you like a little bit. The enemy will keep on sending those things your way so he can destroy you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to tear you limb from limb. I was, I was telling our, our first service, but I had a friend of mine went to Africa, and um, Pastor Brian, and he brought me back a lion. I was like, oh, cool, a lion. Awesome. <laughs> He's like, no, that's to remind you of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, that the enemy is a seeking lion. Seeking whom he can devour. Devour is tearing you apart. We watched the, the new Lion King, the real Lion King. Watched that the other night. It was for the first time. And it was late at night, so we had to fast for all the scary parts for my kids. But, man, the enemy wants to tear you apart. He wants to destroy you as an individual or a couple. He wants to do all the things that he can. We're with our kids tonight, our youth, our youth group kids, our 6 through 12 kids. And we're trying to talk to them in, in, a, in a way that they can understand us too. Because, man, if we can help them at 16, 17, 18, they won't be 28, 38, and 48, 58, or 68, or however old you are, with some of the same problems, the things that we're facing with today, if we can help them while they're younger, we're really trying hard not to do that. So there are some ways the enemy will, will um, there are some ways that the enemy will come after you. I, I always talk about the big three. The first one is intimacy. Intimacy is spelled S-E-X. Intimacy is spelled S-E-X. And a lot of times we use comparison. We use comparison. I'll let Diana speak to that in just a moment. But Proverbs chapter 4, verse 14 through 15, the Bible says this. Do not, set the, do not set the foot on the path of the wicked or the walk in the way of the evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way. Like stay as far away as you possibly can from things that are going to destroy you. Don't say, oh, I can try it or I'm really strong or I can make it. Don't get yourself anywhere around that. I always say this. If you're married, you should have loss of intimacy. If you're not married, you should not be intimate with the other person. It, God designed SEX for marriage. That's what he designed it for. That's the Bible. And if you don't like that, then take it up with him because that's what he designed it. He knows. We, we tell our students all the time, intimacy uh, with other people, it's like me saying, hey, here's an eight and a half piece of 11, eight and a half piece of um, 11 piece of paper. And, and every one of you guys tear a, little bit of, tear a little bit of it or every one of you guys take a little, bit of, a little piece of it. And then when you go to get married, you go to give what you should have been given to your, your spouse and it's just a little piece left. 
there's so much damage that's done whenever we don't do this relationship thing the way God designed it. And, and, and what, you know what happens is, and our counselors here today, we're, our counselors and our pastors, our small leaders, we're left to help put back the pieces together. And here's the good news. We want to help put the pieces back together. But we want to help you prevent from being in pieces before you get to us. We want to help, help you, help your students, help you, so you can show your kids what a healthy marriage looks like, what healthy finances looks like, and what healthy intimacy, healthy intimacy looks like. Um, if your kids are sleeping in your bed every night, they ain't helping you out. They ain't helping hard. you out. That's just, that's, just awkward. that's free advice, you know what I'm saying? Um, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity. I saw this this week, 60% of divorces cite porn as a factor, 60%. My friends in here today, they're, they're counselors. I was talking to, to them just the other day, and they said that, um, that we were just talking about some of these statistics, and they're, and they're really staggering. And all the, I'll, I'm sharing them with you today to let you know that we got to do things. We should do this marriage thing, this relationship thing, the way Jesus designed it. It'll spare us. It'll spare you some of the scars and the wounds that we're seeing on, on a regular basis. I'll say this as we were studying and working with the students. I heard or read a statistic that said by the age of 11, most kids have seen porn at some level. And so, man, that is just so sad. It makes me think, man, I have a 12-year-old. I need to go see what, what's going on. You know, but we, our world, Satan is trying to creep in and destroy every single area that he can. Um, he talked about comparison. I think it's so easy in marriage. I, I, I saw an illustration one time of a video of a wife posting like oh my husband got me flowers and and then it shows her actually going to the store to buy the flowers like the things you see are not so real but yet we're comparing our we're comparing our relationships with our husband or wives to to lies that we see or we we think well oh well he told me his wife does this like my wife doesn't do that or you know her husband he he bought her a new car like you know like we're comparing these things and man comparison is the thief of all joy quit comparing you're not them, and they're not you, and you don't know what they went through to get there or how they got it or if they even really got it. So just work, focus on you and, and Jesus being the center, and, and you'll be able to flush that stuff out a lot more. I'll also say some of us, I, I, I am so, so thankful that my parents raised me in a Christian home and that I was spared from, some, from something. Now, Satan is still real, and he's still, I'm not saying I was perfect, but I, got, I was spared from some things because I got to learn. I got to grow up in youth group, and I got to learn when's the right time to have sex and when's the right time, to, how to do relationships. Does that mean that my relationship is perfect, that we never fight? Heck to the no. We fight, right? Big facts. Right. But... I've learned, and I, and I try to watch marriage relationships that I, think, that I think are honoring to God, and I try to take pieces and learn from everything that I can ultimately from the Bible. But if you, if you haven't had that, or maybe this is the first time you're hearing some of this stuff, it's not too late. God can redeem every single thing. Uh, th- we say this, and we believe this. We wouldn't say it if we didn't believe it, but that your best days are ahead of you, and that your best is yet to come. So don't think, well, I've ruined it. No. Let, let's, let's figure out how to get Christ in the center and how that can start affecting your values and your beliefs and your influence. Man, we want to help you. We're not just here to say, okay, here you go. Good luck. We'll see you guys later. We want to talk to you. We want to give you resources. God can redeem anything, but I think in that area of sex, there's so much that Satan will try to creep in and destroy. Yeah. Number two. Hey, number two, money. If the number, uh, we say this all the time, but the number one cause of marriage fights in America is money. Hey, guys. It's hard. Marriage is hard. I, I want to say this to you. I said it to our last thing. If you're married in here today and you've never gone through this financial peace university, 
please go through it. Please go through it. We're offering it right now. Um, I remember when we were we were married, and I, I was like, we were in love, and we also were in debt. And uh, Derek, and who, who who's one of our trustees, and him and just uh, Derek brought uh, Financial Peace University to the last church that we were at, and it this it changed our marriage. I remember when we paid off our last bit of debt, and all we all we have now we don't have any car payments. All we have is a house payment. I, I told you guys this: if we would have never gone through this, we could have never started a church. And the reason why is because we can't help people in areas that we've not we've not grown in. Um, we, when I launched this church, I had to, I had to go through a credit check. I had to see I had to pe- they, these people. I had to, what's, what's called an assessment, and they assess my finances. They assess my marriage. They assess, they assess my my ministry and the things I've done in life. And so I want to encourage you, man. If you haven't gone through this, would you please go through this? And and uh, this is this is a, this this class is a hundred dollars. If you don't have a hundred dollars. We will gift it to you. We have guys in our church that said we don't want anyone not to. There's two things that we don't want anybody to miss. If they're a student, they want to go to camp, they shouldn't have to miss camp. And no one should have to miss this class. So if you haven't gone through this class yet, if you have a lot of money, you should go through this class. If you have a little bit of money, you should go through this class. We, we, it starts um, this week two. You only missed week one. We'll catch you up. It's okay. Week two, this Wednesday at 645, right here in, in this room back here, we already have extra books for you. Please show up. And go through it. You can go to uh, the website and sign up. That would be easy for us, easy for you. But man, would you please do this? There's a couple of practical things. Like when the Bible says two became one, you should have one bank account. That's just a little bit extra bit. I, I put in there. It helps with accountability and helps you with things. And um, you can't have two different financial houses. If you have two two different financial houses, it's harder because it's it's harder it's harder to balance it's hard to balance that thing. And what do you do with yours? What do you do with mine? What do you do with mine? It's ours now. It's ours now. So I want to encourage you if I can to please go through Financial Peace University and. No one has an excuse not to go through that because we all can, we all can be in it. It's on Wednesday night. It's on Wednesday nights, and you've only missed one week, so you can hop in this yep. Wednesday. Um, so number one was sex. Number two was money, the areas that Satan might attack. And number three is communication. In case you guys didn't know, men and women, we speak different languages. Holy Did you guys know I'm that? Glad you said Did that. Did you guys know that? Listen, I, I love my husband a lot, and we have a good marriage, but there are still lots of times where I'm like, how does he not understand what I'm saying right now? Like, do I need to write it on the mirror and lipstick on it's sticky mutual. notes? It's so mutual. You know, like, hey, just real vulnerable, vulnerable honesty moment. Back when Facebook first started, we would get mad sometimes at night, and he always goes to sleep before me, like always. And it's I'm nighttime. like, dang, I have something really good I need to tell him right now. So he would wake up in the morning to like Facebook messages <laughs> this long, you know. And then Ladies, I, I we don't want to we don't want to fight at 10 p.m. Like get that in earlier. Like let us know earlier. Like 10 p.m. We're ready I'll to go to bed. I'll We've start worked scheduling. all day. And I want to say this: when you when in college football, they hold up these big cue cards and like, yo, right here, right here, run this play, run this play. I think we should. That would work in marriage. I'm not. If you had cue cards for me, I would not be mad at you. I'd be like, I'll this is this makes sense. Uh, so we Just speak. Saying, Tanya, we like speak. that would that would be very helpful for us. We speak All the girls languages. like we ain't giving you no cue cards. If you ain't smart to figure it out, you can sleep outside. <laughs> <laughs> it tells us in the Bible in Ephesians five thirty three that each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Love is the language that we as women understand. But when Wes speaks to me in unloving ways, my tendency is to react with disrespectful words. And so thus starts what we have learned and is called the crazy cycle. And he'll, uh, this, it's kind of our, we'll, we know if we're on the crazy cycle. Let's we, be real. Oh, we know. Let's just be real real. When, you, when you're talking about marriage for two weeks in a row, Satan is trying his best to put us on that crazy cycle. 
I'm glad the series is over. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we can we can start being nice to each other again, like love. It can be authentic now. Yeah. You know, so we don't have to fake it anymore, Giselle. <laughs> no, I'm being for real. Like there was a day this week when I'm like, you know what? Maybe he should do week two by himself. You know, like he's got this. But man, Satan knows how to do it, and and it, and it, it's, it's easy. Like I I know you guys think I'm super sweet and kind, but like I can spit some mean, disrespectful, good comebacks. Like. I'm like, oh, if I could just say it, come on, Lord, just one, you know? But, man, I have learned that when I do that, it does not help us out, and it usually makes, makes the, the coming back together be so much longer. But love is the language women understand, and respect is the language that men understand. And so here's what happens on the crazy cycle, if you want to put that graphic up, is that when, when he treats me without love, then, then I react without respect. And when, when he reacts without, without love, I don't want to respect him. He don't want to love me. I don't want to respect him. And it just keeps going. And so as long as I don't, if, as long as he keeps not loving me, I'm going to keep not wanting to respect him. But because I know about this and because I'm a, because I have been told what the Bible says. Now listen, I get it. If you don't know something, then we can't, you're not accountable for it. But listen, you all know this today, okay? So you're accountable now for everything that you have heard today, okay? The Bible says that women, you're supposed to respect your husband, and husbands, you're supposed to love your wives. So here's the deal. When you get on the crazy cycle, the key to the crazy cycle is that when it's off, when someone's off, someone has to pick it back up. And it doesn't work like, okay, paper, rock, scissors, your turn. Okay, how are you going to love me today? Paper, rock, scissors, how are you going to respect idea, me? Honestly. You know, you know. But it doesn't work like that. The, the key to it is humility, humility. The humbling part is being the first one to make the move, being the first one to say, you know what, I'm going to love today. It, I, I'm going to just lay aside that she did that to me, and I'm going to love. You know what, I'm going to respect my husband today. I'm, I'm not going to yell at him in front of the kids. I'm not going to post, uh, you know, I'm not going to sub, sub, subtweet, sub whatever on social, you know, like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I've never done that. I have been tempted, but I had to erase it real quick. Thank you for not oh. doing that. Anyway, so love, love and respect. I just think that when we learned this, it was just, like, so good for us. He, we, can, we can say to each other, hey, even if we don't even really want to see each other, he can say, hey, I think we're on the crazy cycle. And for me, that's kind of like him loving me, like, oh, he actually, he loves me. He cares that we're on this. And now we can start figuring out how to, how to get back on it. But, man, be, be the mature one. You think you're the mature one. I don't know who's the mature one, but pick, pick back up the cycle and love or respect to get back on, um, what do we call it, the love and respect cycle. It's a book, love and respect. It's a book. You should get it. You should read it. If you're on Right Now Media, everyone in here can get a free account for Right Now Media. It's on our emails every week. There's a whole study on the crazy cycle that is incredible. You should do it. Yeah, hey, um, I love my wife. And <laughs> Diana says, well, Actions speak a lot louder than words, <laughs> and they do. And guys, we're not good at loving. Like that's not that's why Jesus said, "Husbands love your wives." He had to tell us that. He told the women who aren't good at respecting, "Hey, respect your husbands." And I say this to all of the all the all the men that I do pre-marriage coaching. Like guys, if you want to be respected, then be respectable. Like do what you're supposed to do. Be where you're supposed to be. When you're supposed to be there. Love, be like love your wife. She'll respect you. Like it's so much easier. And I know this is hard, and I know it's like, man, man, it's really hard on the guys. Like, man, why don't you get the girls, Wes? Like, it's just we're not we're not good at it. So we have to figure out ways to, to be good at it. I always give guys, like, some cheat sheets. I'm like, hey, here, try this. Like, hey, try this. Like, hey, hey, try this. Like, hey, hey, try this. And um, one of the things that you don't know 
is, uh, I, let me ask this question. How many of you guys in here today, you know, you know your love language. You know your love language. Okay, put your hands down. Some of you guys don't even know what that means. And that, I always call that the secret sauce to marriage. You don't even know your spouse's love language. I could, I could, I could step into your relationship and I could see where things where you could miss things. There's a book out called The Five Love Languages. You can go get, you can download a free test. It'll take you five minutes. Guys, be the leader in this area. Like, go get it. If your wife doesn't go get it, go get it. Now you're in trouble because I just sold you out. Like, you got to, now you have to go, go buy, this came in, this came in two, this came in two days on Amazon. You can buy this book. But here's the deal. There's five love languages. There's five love languages. And um, let me read them to you. Go ahead and say, I'll fill one of you. I'm going to tell you real quick how the love languages work. There's five different ones. And we all receive love differently. But your tendency is to give love the way that you like it. So, for instance, my husband's number one love language is gifts. Yes. I don't care two things about gifts. So when he gives me a gift, that's his natural thing is to want to give me a gift because that's what he likes. It doesn't mean as much to me. It's not really like, I know you're like, well, you're rude. You need to just accept his gift. No, it, my, my um, love language is quality time. And so that's for him, he, we're, we're always on the go. So that is harder sometimes. But I've told him, I'm like, listen, I know quality time is hard, but like just to know like, just to text me or like wink at me across the room so I know that you know I'm here like that that's a love language for me and for him for him it's hard for me to give gifts because I don't I don't like gifts so here's how I give gifts I'm like all right I wanted to get you a gift like what do you like you know like because I'm like what if you don't like the gift that I get you so like I'll tell you you got to learn each other's you got to learn each other's gifts you can only have like a top one top two so my first one is gifts my second one is also gifts and so um there's words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And physical touch is not intimacy. It's just Diana likes physical touch. So what that means is in our house, she, while she's watching whatever she's watching that's important or I'm watching whatever I think is important, if she's sitting next to me on her laptop and she's doing that, that communicates love to Diana. She just likes to be in prox, it's, it's proximity. It's like it's closest. And so you ought to have this. Hey, individ, if you're in here today and you're like, well, I'm not married, you ought to know your love language. And it, you ought to you ought to know, you ought to know your friend's love language. I know my, I know my, I I try to know I'm trying to learn my kids, my kids' love language. I think Trip he likes he likes quality time. He'll take and he likes to be touched and and hope. I don't even know what she likes right now because she's 12. So it's a whole other deal. It depends on what day it is, you know. So it cha- yeah, changes. Yeah, so sure. it changes. And so um, I know it's not words of affirmation because she does not give words of affirmation. And um, I bought this book. Some of you guys in here today, I think it's important to you. It's called Happy Wife, Happy Life. You know what I'm saying? I just I bought that. I thought maybe this could help somebody set somebody free. And um, this is a, um, the best gift you could give probably is the Financial Peach University class that's this week. Diana, I, Diana, Diana, Diana made this like this a long time ago, maybe a couple years ago. And what happens in this notebooks, now this isn't because Diana loves me so much and she's so creative. This is hodgepodge. All this is is a note. All this is is a notebook. That's all this is is a notebook. And what happens is, like, she'll wake up and she'll write me a note and she'll put it on my side of the bed. And I can't read it to you because usually it starts off like, yo, hey, sexy chocolate. You know, something like, it's like that cafe mochaccino. Like, it's usually something like that. And I'm like, yo, what's up, white bread? Like, that's kind of stuff that, that's kind of stuff that we, it's kind of stuff. Can I at least be wheat bread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's the summertime, you can. Um, when people ask me, what kind of, would you, how would you like your toast? I always tell them. I like my toast like I like my women, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, so we write these back and forth to each other. In this book, this has, some, this has some history in here. So some of the times, like, Donald put in here, like, man, I know we're on the crazy cycle, but let's get off of it. You know, like, let's, let's get off of it. It's, it's hard. This helps you communicate. Girls in here today, uh, ladies in here today, I'm, I'm going to set you free a little bit. Like, 
We're, I'm not good at communicating. I'm, I'm not great at communicating. Like, man, you, well, you, you get, if you communicate every single, I'm not good at communicating with Diana. I, I, I see a counselor because I know my communication is not that good with my wife. And so I'm like, he's like, hey, Diana's like, what did you learn today? And I, still, I'll be at counsel for an hour. I'll go home. How was it today? Good. <laughs> like, she's like, she's probably like, dude, you wasted your money. You didn't say anything. You don't talk anymore less than when you win. I'm like, I know I'm going back again on Thursday. Like, I get it. We're not good at it. So this will, this is, this will help you. Like, this is, a, this is a little hack to help you guys. So go out, ladies, guys, go out and buy the book. Like, be the, be the leader in this thing. Or ladies in here, go out and buy the book. And guys, it'll help you if you buy the book. Trust me, like, do the, do, be the leader be the leader in these things. Um, it's very cool. Sometimes. Are you going to read it right now? No. <laughs> but I will say a few. I think it, we, we had a goal to finish it by the end of the year, and we didn't finish it. So we got to, like, fast track every day the next couple weeks. Yeah, but do you, but know, it's do, cool do you know where I got that from? Where you got what? Where I got that from? My side of the bed. Yeah, just, I know. That means it was my turn. That it means was her if turn. it was on you my side of forward. the bed. Now, here's a, there's a key. I didn't learn this until a while after we did this. Whenever they put it on your side of the bed... <laughs> You have to read it as soon as you see it, okay? Don't don't be like, here's what I did a couple of times. I will read it when I'm prepared to respond, and that did not that didn't mean anything. So whenever I get it, Jess, you know it so well. I had to read it right away, and then I could respond later. Or like for example, it's been on Diana's side of the bed for you know a couple of days, a couple of weeks. It doesn't matter. I'm not I'm not counting. I'm not counting. I'm, love holds no record of wrong, Amen. and um and so I just it, this is all this is just a this is an easy tool. Were you gonna say something about it? gonna say it's cool to we, we really are on almost the end but it's cool to go back through and kind of see how your relationship has gone over the year over the months and see um maybe how god has worked in your life that sometimes i'll just write prayers in there and you're like oh that's cheesy pastor's wife writes prayers but like i, I do oh, you I should pray for your husband we were we were trying to tell you guys um four marriage tools so number one was the love language test number two is a notebook of some sort that you can it just helps with communication number three is that date nights are vital you have to have a date night and if some of you are like well listen i don't know anybody here i don't have any family like there's get in a community group you'll meet somebody who will watch your kids okay or find somebody who has kids and switch and say i'll watch your kids tonight and we'll go on a date there's there are ways to do it there so go on a date night go on we think we really try to do weekly it doesn't always happen, but start somewhere. Say I'm gonna, we're gonna do once a month, and make it a, make it a date night, not like hey, a family date night. If okay. If you're like, I'm, I gotta go to Financial Peace University, and I gotta go on a date night. Like, just go sit, in the mall. Like for us, sometimes like just walking together, just just doing doing nothing. Like put the kids to bed. Give your kids should have a bedtime. Yes, bedtime. That's free. For that's sure. free. That's free parenting advice. But when they go to bed, sit on the couch, and I can't. I don't want to say this. Like. What I'm supposed to say is, like, watch the stupid show that she wants to watch. And I, I can't say that because I don't practice that. But, like, just sit there and, and hang out and, and laugh. Or maybe go to Starbucks. If you, if you go to Starbucks and you can, every, maybe if you can't afford $8 to, to buy two drinks at Starbucks or 8 bucks to buy the drink you like, like, then, then see me. I'll, 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 I'll buy your next Starbucks to, to go on a date night. That's important. Go sit and, and just, just watch, people watch. Like, people watching is so much fun. That's what we do for fun. Like, just go watch people. Is there a fourth thing on there? My wife, this is, this is the point. I, I, I want to honor her for just a moment. I'm so thankful that we got to do this together. And um, this was more work for her than it, than it was for me. She, she's nothing like me. You guys, the, it's a miracle that we wrote two messages together. It's a miracle because my creative style is different. We, she, there's, I've never seen so many notes. She has enough to write a book here. 
And I, I, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can write. I, I like to work in tweets, and Diana likes to work in novels. And so we just kind of we're, we're so different. So I want to honor today because I mean, you put the work in. I'm so thankful that you had to move into my creative space and, and work with me together. And um, number four, we should pray together. You should pray together. We're not great at that. I, I told you guys a few, a few, our first. I was like, we're not great at all this stuff, but we're trying our hardest. We're working our, our bottom off. I, I believe this. I heard this somewhere. Um, this is in notes, but the greatest gift that we can give you guys is, is, is a healthy marriage. That's the greatest gift we can give our church. That's the greatest gift we can give our kids. We're trying to have a healthy marriage so we can model that. We want to model it for generations to come. I want to show my kids. I want to show my kids what a healthy marriage looks like, and hopefully they can show their kids what a healthy marriage looks like, and hopefully they can show their kids what a healthy marriage looks like. We're just trying to model what Jesus modeled in his word. Hey, there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. We have, like, really, really good weeks. Sometimes we have really good months. Sometimes we have really, really good two months. It's never been longer than two months, but we've had some, we've had some good runs at it. We, 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 we always say, like, let's try to make the crazy cycle come less. Like, let's try to stay away from the crazy cycle as long as, as, long as possible. And um, Marriage is a journey. It's not a destination. Diane's dad told me something that was really, really powerful. He's like, hey, you're going to, guys, we want to graduate high school, go to college, get scholarship, finish college, get our master's, get married, have kids. Marriage is the only thing you can't get it and it's over with and done. You have to work it, 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 work it. You have to work it. You have to work it. We want to resource you. We don't want you to leave here and be like, okay, good, whatever. We want to get with you. We want to, if you want, if you need professional help, don't, don't not get professional help. Your marriage is not is not over. Put in, fight for your marriage, okay? Let's fight. We want to, our emails are Wes at HopeWinterGarden.com, Diana at HopeWinterGarden.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can message us and say, hey, I need help. No shame. We're not going to be like, oh, they need, you know, like, we want to help you. I'll, I'll tell you if there's areas I've struggled in that I can relate with you, I'm going to tell you how how I got through it, or maybe there's areas I'm working on. Again, we are not perfect, and we have sought help when we need help. We've gone to people when we need people, and you should do the same thing. Don't be okay. It's okay to not be okay, but it is not okay to stay that way. Everything that you've heard today, God loves you, and he wants your marriage to work. God loves you, and he really, more than he cares about your marriage, he cares about you and your relationship with him. And so if we can start getting that part right, I promise you that it will start to affect your marriage. It will start to affect every aspect of your life. Um, so you can stand with us. We're going to worship together in a minute. Yeah, I was going to say one more thing. I, you can stand to your feet all across the way. Um, I don't want anyone to leave here today feeling like, man, I just, there's no shot in it for me. There's just no way I can get this. What we want to say to you today is like, or maybe you've been, um, maybe you've, you've, you've been divorced. Or maybe you're struggling through right now and, been remarried like there's grace for everything there's grace for all that maybe you're not living the marriage that you should be living there's tomorrow maybe you're not doing things the way that you maybe you're not living a christ-centered life as an individual as a single person there's today you can start all these things today and there's grace to cover all the things you might have missed in areas you might say man my financial house is in is in dis is in disrepair like no everything can be repaired by the blood of jesus everything can be redeemed by the, by the blood of Jesus, like God can fix all the broken things. I know it takes two people. I know there's a lot of work that's got to be involved, but it's a process. It's a journey, and you can get on the right track. You can get moving in the right direction, and, and God can begin to redeem the things. He can do it. He can do it. So I want to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here today, 
Our team's going to start singing over us in just a few moments. But can you just pray where you're at? We all can pray whether you're single or whether you're married in here today. You can pray. Man, if you're not Christ, if you don't feel like you're Christ-centered as a single person, then you need to pray right now that God will help you to be Christ-centered as a single person. If you're married in here today and you don't have Christ as the center, would you just pray and ask God to help you to bring Christ to be the center of your marriage? God can't answer God can't answer the prayer request that you're not asking. So we have to start asking more. We need to be praying more. As a church, we can pray more. We can beg God more. We can, we can go after the, at the feet of Jesus more. And we just need to ask God to help us to be the person that God's called us to be. If you're here today and your spouse is not doing these things that you, you know is doing that you want to do, then pray that you can do your part. Pray that God can help you do the part that you can do. And maybe you don't see success, but if you don't see a lot of